episode 50, Differences Between the North and the South of England. Hello everyone, and welcome, or welcome back, to our simple English podcast. My name is Ruben, and this is the podcast which helps you to learn English by listening to authentic English content uh, in a slower and more simple language. I will be talking about uh, a very authentic English topic in this episode, but first, before I start the episode, I would like to actually play for you uh, a message, an audio message, uh, that I received from one of our listeners, a listener of this podcast. I will play you the message. Hi, I'm Natalia. I'm from Brazil. And I've been studying English for 11 years, I guess. <laughs> so, well, I love learning English and uh, speaking English because it gives me the opportunity to communicate with people from outside my country, which is amazing. And I love simple English. I love Ruben's work because it's made for people who are learning English. So it makes easy for us to understand him. And even we, when he's using vocabulary that we don't know, he explains it. So um, I love it about the podcast. I love having a, a place which is easy and, and simple and welcoming. <laughs> so thank you, Ruben. Wow, thank you, Natalia. That message is so lovely, really. Thank you for your, your kind words. Uh, and compliments to your English. You speak fantastically, uh, very, very fluently. Um, you have such a nice way of, of speaking. Clearly those uh, 11 years um, have been put to good use, we could say. Uh, to put something to good use is a slightly strange expression, really, but it means um, you have used those years well, um, because you, you speak fantastically. And that's very kind um, that you say, and I suppose um, people like you are people who I had in mind when I started this podcast, um, people who are not beginners in English, you clearly speak very, very well, but to listen to sometimes content that is made for native speakers, for example, films or, I don't know, on the radio or other podcasts in English. Um, although this is something that I recommend you do eventually, it may be too difficult at the beginning. There may be lots of expressions, uh, slang that you don't understand, and they may speak very, very quickly. Um, so the idea of this podcast, of course, is to um, help you get used to uh, the way that us English people speak, uh, but in a more relaxed way, um, so that then it is easier when you listen to uh, other authentic content 
and of course um, I try and talk about interesting things as well um, so hopefully <laughs> you guys in, enjoy the podcast um, but thank you Natalia that's so lovely um, and you live in Brazil wow that's that's so amazing um, I'm so glad that my podcast has reached Brazil that that seems incredible um, to me and of course is one of the great things about the internet uh, that we can communicate with people in other countries and uh, other cultures I dare say I would love to learn more about uh, Brazil and Brazilian culture because I think uh, life in Brazil is quite different to life here um, but as you say that is a good thing about learning English it has become a bit of a lingua franca I have noticed recently in my travels and my holidays that lots of people mm, who don't speak the same language they communicate together using English um, I find it strange almost um, to hear when I find for example I don't know, Spanish people and Italian people speaking together, they use English, even though their own languages are not so different, but they use English because that's actually easier for them. Um, but it is very useful to have a language that um, more and more people are able to communicate in. Um, and so if I can help you to, to learn this language and to uh, share this communication, then then that is great. But anyway, thank you very much, Natalia. If any of you would also like to hear your own voice on the podcast and for me to play your message, um, there will be a link uh, in the description of this podcast in the show notes um, where you can click this link, follow the link, and record your own message, and I will be able to play it in uh, the next podcast. So, anyway, I have spoken already quite a lot um, before even speaking about today's topic. Today's topic uh, is going to be differences between the north of England and the south of England. Let's begin. So, I will start by saying that I am not an expert. Uh, I have never studied politics, and I have never studied sociology. Um, I am not an expert on this topic, but growing up in England, I have recently become more aware of these differences uh, or perceived differences between the north and the south. Um, it was not something that <laughs> I knew about when I was a child. Uh, it's not something that us children talk about. But now getting a bit older, I'm 19 years old, um, I'm becoming more aware of the situation. Um, I'm becoming more aware is a nice uh, phrase, um, the adjective aware, uh, to be aware of something means you know about something, uh, you know that something exists, you know it's there, you're aware of it, and I'm becoming more aware, 
Um, so I would thought it would be interesting for an episode to share um, my opinions, my experience growing up, and what I have noticed and heard from other people uh, at this point in my life. I will give you some context. I live in a place called Shrewsbury. <laughs> it is actually uh, an interesting question because lots of people say Shrewsbury and lots of people say Shrewsbury and maybe this is part of the north versus south debate because people from the south of England tend to say Shrewsbury and people from the north tend to say Shrewsbury. I actually always used to say Shrewsbury all through my life um, but I have recently learnt that the town used to be called Shrovsburg. In the past, it used to be called Shrovsburg, which slowly evolved into Shrovsbury, 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 um, and not Shrewsbury. And it is actually from people outside of Shrewsbury uh, reading the name and the way it is spelt nowadays, the way the name is written. They say Shrewsbury. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, I am rambling now, I'm talking about something different. Um, I live in a town called Shrewsbury, and it is in the West Midlands. Uh, the West Midlands is the region of England. Uh, it is west, uh, because it is in the west of the country, not, not the east. Um, the west near to Wales, country Wales. And the Midlands, Midlands, because it is in the middle of the land, it is neither north nor south. It is in the middle, the Midlands. And this is interesting because people from the north think that I am from the south. And people from the south think that I am from the north. Because in reality, I am not from the north or the south, I am from the Midlands. But this is interesting because it means that depending on the different places I go and the different people with whom I speak, the different people I speak to, uh, they may have different opinions of me uh, and I may have a different opinion and impression of them as well, uh, which is why I thought it would be interesting to talk about my experience in this episode. So, uh, some sort of basic information. Really, I am uh, oversimplifying this. I'm making it very simple when it is not so simple. And like I say, I'm not an expert, but in basic terms, basically, the south of England is known uh, for being posh. Do you know this word, posh? It's a word that is quite hard to translate into other languages. It's a very useful word. A very British word. It's very posh, yes. Um, posh means... It is associated with wealth, with being rich. If you are very rich, then you are posh. But not necessarily. You can be rich and not posh. And you can be posh almost without being rich. It is more... If you're posh, you... 
speak in a very proper way, you're very posh, you maybe wear very nice clothes, you like to do certain activities, uh, like uh, going to expensive restaurants, posh restaurants, and, uh, I don't know, drinking expensive wine, and uh, riding horses, and... Um, what other things do posh people do? I don't know. There are lots of stereotypes, anyway. And the south of England has a bit of a reputation for being more posh compared to the north. It is also known for being politically conservative. Uh, do you know this word? There are historically... Uh, two main political parties, two main uh, ways of thinking in English politics. Um, again, this is oversimplifying, uh, but these are the Conservative Party and the Labour Party. The Labour Party are more toward left-wing, more toward socialism, and the Conservatives are more toward right-wing. Uh, the Conservative Party are also known as the Tories. So if you ever read an English newspaper and you see on the front page something about the Tories, uh, know that they are talking about the Conservative Party. And the south of England is known to be more conservative. Um, this is mainly based on stereotypes, but there are some reasons why the south of England could be more rich. Think, for example, of uh, trade. Uh, when <laughs> the thing is, England is an island, not England, Great Britain is an island, uh, and so to trade with the rest of Europe, um, we need ports. Ports are where uh, boats, ships can come and uh, bring in goods, bring in things from other countries. Big boats that uh, arrive in, in the sea, these arrive at ports, and there are lots of big ports in the south of England, especially the south-east, uh, because this is uh, closer to the rest of Europe. Uh, this is really why London is in the south-east. Um, this means that the south of the country is more developed economically. It is maybe richer, or at least it was um, throughout history, historically, we could say. Of course, the capital is in London, and the capital London is in the south of the country, and nowadays this brings lots of tourists and lots of foreign workers to London. Uh, it is really where most of the money in the country is. So it makes sense that there are some stereotypes, some ideas that uh, the South is known to be richer or posher. Um, I find this very interesting from a linguistic point of view. Of course, I am interested in languages and as well as being interested in other foreign languages, uh, recently, in recent years, I have started to become more interested in my own language, in the English language. And the South is known to have 
a posher accent and a posher accent is maybe more close to the way the queen speaks for example um this is known as received pronunciation or rp uh, received meaning it is a pronunciation that is given to people it is received by people and uh, it is not um necessarily their natural pronunciation, I suppose what, that is what it means. Um, this is, of course, very influenced by Oxford and Cambridge, the two uh, most famous universities in England, um, because, for example, the Oxford English Dictionary um, is known as a prestigious um, English, really, a prestigious language. Um, comes from this dictionary, this book that contains all the words and also contains the way they should be pronounced. The Oxford English is a prestigious way of speaking. Uh, you notice I keep using this word prestigious. It means something has prestige. It means it has a, a good reputation. Lots of people think that it's very important or it's almost powerful um, it is prestigious and this is very interesting because many not many but in the past um, if you wanted to go on TV if you wanted to be in show business or work for the BBC to appear in television you had to adopt this received pronunciation. I mean, people from the north of England or from other parts of England who spoke with a different accent had to have lessons and had to learn how to speak the Queen's English uh, just to be on television. And I find this crazy. I was speaking to my grandmother about this and she says that uh, when she was a little girl Everyone on TV um, sounded like the Queen, and they also sounded like they were speaking to the Queen, and they spoke incredibly posh. And uh, she described it as speaking as though they have a plum in their mouth. Uh, a plum is um, a fruit, a round fruit, a bit like an apple. Um, and if you imagine somebody with a plum in their mouth, it means the sides of their mouth will never touch the other sides of their mouth. So they will speak a bit like this. Oh, yes. They will never quite understand what you're saying if you don't speak also with a plum in your mouth. It's quite... There you go. That was my impression. Um, sorry if that was very difficult to understand. Um, and sorry if anyone... Uh, who does speak like this, an English person is listening. I'm certainly not trying to uh, make fun of this way of speaking. It's a nice way of speaking, but uh, it is, I think, better now that um, on television uh, more different accents are shown as well as just this accent. Um, it is interesting because some people uh, that I have met who come from the north of England think that I am posh and think that my accent is posh or close to received pronunciation. I 
don't think this is true, but I would say it depends. The way I speak in this podcast when I'm trying to speak slowly and in a clear way to make it understandable maybe is more posh. Whereas when I speak to my family or my friends, maybe I become more northern. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, For example, when I make this podcast, I pronounce the letter T correctly. For uh, example, I say letter rather than letter. Whereas maybe if I was speaking with my family, I would say letter. Um, I recently actually met a friend from London, um, and she says that my accent sounds northern to her, um, that to her, I am from the north. Uh, to her is a useful expression, it means from her point of view, or in her opinion. Um, so to her, I am from the north, you could say, uh, to my friends, I am posh, or whatever. Um, and she noticed this because I say path instead of path, or I say castle instead of castle, which in the south of England, they will say castle, this ah sound in a lot of words, whereas I say ah, castle. You know, a castle where uh, the knights live and the battles are fought in a castle, medieval castle, or I walk along the path, uh, not the path. What about the north of England, though? If the south is considered to be more conservative, why would the north not be so? Well, the north of England was traditionally, historically, a very industrialised area. Uh, this means there was lots of industry there, lots of factories uh, since the Industrial Revolution. Um, in fact, near to where I live, near to Shrewsbury, is an area known as the Black Country, um, around the, the city of Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham is actually the second biggest city in the UK after London. Uh, fun fact, I love the city of Birmingham. It's a beautiful place. Um, really one of my favourite cities. Um, but it was referred to as the black country, uh, meaning the black part of the country, because of the pollution. Uh, this means uh, that's because of the factories and the coal industry. Uh, here's some difficult vocabulary for you now. Coal is um, a black carbon-based substance. Um, a black, it looks like a rock that maybe you put on the fire. You burn the coal and it makes fire. And coal was mined. Coal comes from underground. Um, it is made from trees and things after millions of years or thousands of years. Um, and coal was mined underground from these places. But because coal is so black and there is so much pollution, so much smoke and uh, gases that are produced, that are made uh, from this industry, this uh, work... 
that was in this this area in the West Midlands, um, it was, became known as the Black Country uh, because it was literally black from the coal. Uh, the streets were just totally black. You couldn't see anything. The, the sky even was black. You couldn't see the sun. No, I'm joking. It is an exaggeration, but it was um, very industrial. Uh, but the people who worked in the this industry in the north were uh, often underpaid. Uh, they were not paid enough, and they lived in very crowded conditions, not very nice conditions. Uh, if a place is crowded, it means there is a crowd there, there are a lot of people, not much space, and the people were overworked, they had too much work, working every day in these mines to mine the coal, um, and life was more difficult. Um, since the 1970s, the year 1970 especially, uh, there has been very hard economic times in the north of England because the coal mines closed. Uh, lots of the coal mines were closed um, and this made life very difficult for these people. Um, maybe for this reason um, the so some people in the south consider people from the north to be lazy or primitive, to be more old-fashioned uh, or less educated uh, because traditionally they worked in the mines whereas maybe uh, in the south it was more uh, traders and merchants who would trade with the rest of Europe. Um, these are just ideas and impressions that I have. Uh, to give you an idea, there is not a huge divide between the North and the South. It is not like uh, someone from the North will dislike someone from the South, but there are some differences. People from the North tend to think that Southern people are quite posh, and maybe people from the South think that people from the North are lazy or un less educated. Um, this will be very interesting when I start university because I am going to Oxford and Oxford is a city, uh, quite a prestigious city uh, in the south really of England um, where there is a lot of money, a lot of wealth, lots of rich people, lots of posh people um, but also a lot of students come from the north and from less rich backgrounds and it will be interesting to see how <laughs> how we all get on, how we all get along, how we behave with each other, people from the north and people from the south, some very rich people, some not so rich people all together. Uh, I have a friend who uh, studies at the University of Cambridge and she says that she has met some very posh people who, let's say, don't want to be her friend because she is not posh enough. They heard her speaking and thought, actually, 
I don't want to be friends with you, you don't speak in a proper enough way, you don't speak posh enough. Um, and she speaks similar to me, she is from Shrewsbury, she is from the Midlands, the same as me. Um, so this will be interesting to see how I get on, and interesting to see how my opinion of the north or the south of England changes when I study in Oxford. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, like I say, I am not an expert. Um, you may disagree with what I have said, or you may have uh, different opinions, different impressions. This is just my opinion and just what I have noticed growing up. Um, to be honest with you, I have never been so interested in politics, but it is something I would like to learn more about, um, and maybe share more with that in this podcast. Tell me if you like this sort of episode, if you have learned something new, if you find it interesting. Uh, it is definitely authentic English content. These are my uh, impressions that I have had growing up in this country. Um, and... Yeah, I want to say thank you for listening. I hope the episode has not been too difficult. Um, some quite big words. Um, I mention the word historically a lot. It means throughout history, throughout time. Uh, I mention the word uh, industrialized. means there is lots of industry, lots of work, lots of factories. Um, this is some good vocabulary for you to learn. Um, if you want to talk about these things and, uh, well, talk about lots of different topics in English, it's always a good idea to learn some vocabulary. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to send a voice message in, um, like Natalia did, um, thank you again, Natalia, then you can send one using the link in the description, um, in the show notes. And otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.